Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. From the broadcast to the podcast, it is your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Pop up at our box spot, and on my Uwego. We invading airwaves. Yes, yes, y'all. Tell a friend to tell a friend that we are back. It is your man, GM Cool, and this is another edition of Cool Radio. Now, I'm going to hit you guys back with the real, real cool radio stuff, but for today, I just want to get in my basketball bag. For a moment, all right, and I've been meaning to do this particular one for about a month now, and I say for about a month because last month the NBA All Star Weekend took place, all right, took place on the 75th year anniversary of the NBA, the Diamond Anniversary, as you will, and quite possibly the biggest talk around the weekend revolved around the lackluster dunk contest, okay. So I've been meaning to talk about this for a minute, and this isn't something that I haven't talked about before already. I've talked about this before in the past on and off the record, but this year, there's so much chatter around it with so many people making some nonsensical takes, to say the least. I I had to air out my grievances, so indulge me if you will, all right? This one's for all the hoop heads in here, for all the people who want to listen to the hip-hop and entertainment news, don't worry, I got y'all covered with that. It's been a good three months since I've delivered on that, so I owe you guys that much. But until we get to that, let me get to this real quick, all right? So, my thoughts on the dunk contest. Now, it's no surprise that it was bad this year. It was bad. Is this one of the worst dunk contests of all time? It's up there. It's top five. Or bottom five, depending on how you want to look at it. If somebody were to say that it was the worst dunk contest of all time, I'm not going to argue with them about it. Like, it was pretty bad. This is probably the first time in years, or maybe ever, that we did not see one performer get a 50, a total aggregated score of 50 from, from the judges. Like, no one scored a 50. I think maybe the highest, uh, the highest score is a 48, maybe. And you're looking at the, the, the cast. You have Obi Toppin, you had Cole Anthony Jr., or sorry, uh, Cole Anthony, pardon me. Um, you had Juan Toscano, uh, what was his last name, Juan Toscano, I can't remember his last name, I'm sorry, Juan Toscano, I'm, I'm going to call you Juan Toscano, my, my apologies, I can't remember the last name. Um, and then the final person was Jalen Green, and a lot of people were hitching their wagon towards Jalen Green because he was the number two pick in the draft this year and had a bit of a buzz going into this year's NBA draft. People are projecting to, to, be, to be a potential superstar. He kind of has a bit of a superstar swagger to him. So a lot of people had him as the runaway favorite for this year's dunk contest. Boy, oh boy, were they wrong. But to be fair, no one in this came out of a winner. I mean, technically it was Obi Toppin who won the contest, but eh, eh. I mean, for all the Knicks fans, I mean, take that. Take that win and take it to the bank because that is the only win that you guys are going to have this season. That is the closest that you guys will get to a trophy. So cherish that for all it's worth. 
<laughs> I, I'm a jerk. I'm a no. I know. I'm a jerk. I know. With that being said, um, yeah, this is definitely that was a shit show of a dunk contest. Like that was bad. The amount of times that people had to redo their dunks. I mean, Jalen Green was looking like Dennis Smith Jr. with the amount of times that he was trying to do that first attempt dunk. Cole Anthony, he. He he tried bringing the swagger into it, you know, doing the little crip walk before he does his 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 dunk and what have you. And you know, showmanship goes a long way. I've said this in the past. And then him dunking in Tim's, I mean, I was like, okay, I'm like, all right, that's that's interesting. But he should have nailed it on the first dunk, and that's what I always say when it comes to anyone: you have to nail it on your first attempt. If you nail it on your first attempt, you have everyone's attention. You gotta nail it on your first attempt, and. The issue that I'm noticing beyond nailing on, on your first attempt is also the fact that there's a lot of guys who try to do these above and beyond dunks as their first dunk. Save that for the second round if you can, or at least let that be your second dunk within the first round. Don't try and do that off your first, because let's say you do nail it down. What else do you have in your bag? You know, that's another thing to think about. Um... But yeah, there were so many things that were wrong with this contest this year. And it led to conversations of, well, should the three-point contest be the final competition on Saturday night? I still don't think it should be. But with the three-point shot being more of a commodity Siri, in today's... Hmm. Yo, Siri, honestly, Siri is such an eavesdropper. My apologies. I'm not even going to edit that out. Y'all just going to hear that for what it is. Anyways, um... With the three-point shot being much more of a commodity in this day and age within the NBA, I could see why people would want to push that to be the final event. But I hate it when people compare the three-point contest to the dunk contest because the three-point contest is all about hitting as many shots as you can within a time limit. Whereas the dunk contest is all about creativity. It's two completely different things. It's like judging a science experiment to an art piece. Like they're they're so far apart that there's no need for there to be a comparison, right? So this is we've come to a point where a lot of people are speculating. Well, maybe we should have superstars in the league or in the dunk contest, and that it would make it much more better. Or you know, the dunks that we see in the All Star game are way better than the ones in the dunk contest. And there's no context to what these people are saying because while John Morant did have an amazing dunk in the All-Star game, it was an in-game dunk nonetheless. An in-game dunk will always will always look amazing because we don't really see it coming. But in a dunk contest, you can't do that same dunk that you did in-game because you have the entire court to yourself to be as creative as possible. And it's just not going to translate as well. And then as far as we've always had stars in the dunk contest, I mean, I'm sorry, but that is a lie. That I'm sorry. That is a bold-faced lie. To say that we've had dunker uh, all-stars and superstars in a dunk contest every year, that is a flat-out lie. The closest we ever had to that was the 80s. And I feel like people use the 80s as the benchmark for that argument. Because, yes, we had Jordan and Dominique who... They weren't even at the peak of their powers, but they are but they're big enough stars in that league at the time to be considered superstars. So of course we're gonna put that put them into the conversation of that. Dr. J, when he competed in the dunk contest in 1983, that was his final year in the league. He like he was already halfway towards retirement. So I'm not even gonna count him. Outside of those three names, 
or those two names rather, because I'm not going to count Julius Irving. But outside of those two names, what, are you going to throw Spud Webb in there? He wasn't a superstar. The man was five foot six, and he was razzle-dazzling people with the, the fact that he was able to dunk at such a short height. Even for you know average male standards, that's still a pretty short height. But guaranteed, if he was doing, if he was like five, like six foot five, and doing those types of dunks, he wouldn't get the fifties and everything like that. He would just be seen as a regular competitor. But think of all the other people that that competed in the dunk contest during the eighties. They weren't superstars. They were just like, they were they weren't household names. They were, as Shaq would say, others essentially. And then you go into the nineties. The closest name that you had to a superstar who competed in the nineties, as far as the dunk contest goes was Sean Kemp. And even then, when he competed in the, in the dunk contest, he wasn't at the peak of his powers. He wasn't at the height of his of his stardom. Like, he was ascending. He was looked at as a potential star, but he wasn't a superstar. And then I know people are going to say, well, what about Kobe? Kobe, Kobe? Kobe was a rookie when he competed in that dunk contest, right? 1997. Hell, we're talking about... You know, people saying this year's dunk contest was arguably the worst of all time. There was a time when people considered the 1997 dunk contest to be the worst of all time. And it was so bad that there wasn't a dunk contest the following year in 1998 when it was in New York. That's how bad it was. So Kobe was a rookie at the time. He averaged about seven and a half points uh, per game coming off the bench for Eddie Jones. He was definitely popular. He was popular for sure. But he wasn't a superstar back then. The man was competing in a dunk contest against guys like Darvin Ham and Ray Allen, just to name a few. So I'm not going to throw Kobe in, in that mix either. I'm sorry. I'm just not going to do it. Now, if you go into the 2000s, the only legit superstars that competed in the dunk contest during the 2000s were Vince Carter and Dwight Howard. And they were eight years apart. Think about it. Vince Carter had reached, I don't even know if, if I would say that was the peak of his superstardom, but he had reached superstardom by the time that he was in that dunk contest at such a very short time as well. That was only his second year in the league. First full year since the year before was a lockout season. But by that time, people had already known the name of Vince Carter. And then if you go to Dwight Howard, this is prime Dwight Howard. This is 2008 Dwight Howard. He's one year removed, or not even removed, but this is one year before he made it to the NBA Finals. This is like... Double-double in his sleep, Dwight Howard. This is four-time defensive player of the year, Dwight Howard. He brought fun and creativity back into the dunk contest after a hot minute. And then if we're going into the 2010s, again, the only superstar that was in the dunk contest during that year was Blake Griffin. And that was 2011. That was at the beginning of the new decade. That was at the beginning of the 20-teens. So this notion that people have that superstars have always been in the dunk contest is false. If anything, we've had a mixture of relatively unknown players who made a name for themselves in a dunk contest, like an Aaron Gordon, like a Zach Levine, or we've had players who competed in the dunk contest who eventually became all-stars and superstars. Eventually, but at that point in time, they weren't. So if that's the case, you can name a whole bunch. Steve Francis, Tracy McGrady, uh, Ray Allen, um, uh, uh, Kobe Bryant. Again, you know, going back to rookie Kobe Bryant. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo back in 2015. Uh, you could go back to, oh, I had a whole bunch of names. Paul George, he competed in it twice. He competed in it twice. 
John Wall, he he competed in as well. He was an all-star at the time, but that was at the I think that was the 2014 dunk contest where instead of competing against individuals, you were you were on a team of three, which is stupid. Worst idea they ever had in my life in their lives, if I, if I can say so myself. So yeah, the, this notion that all-stars and superstars have always been in the league, or have, sorry, have always been in the contest every year, is complete bullshit. I don't know where this narrative came from. And also, I don't know where this narrative came from where having superstars in the contest would make it better. That No, it doesn't make it better at all. At all. No, no it just doesn't. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you could have a situation where, let, let's just say, let, I'm just spitballing here. But let's just say you have a dunk contest. Yo, Siri's really getting on my nerves right now. I should probably just turn this watch off altogether. But you could, <laughs> you could have a scenario where you have, let's say, Russell Westbrook, Paul George. Uh, let's see here. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of like prime household names right now. So Russell Westbrook, Paul George, LeBron James, and uh, man, who else? Um. I don't even know who, who else I can name right now. Who's like a like a Kevin Durant, whatever, right? Whatever, Kevin Durant. You could have those four names in there. Prime superstars, household names, you name it. Just because you have those names in the contest doesn't mean that they're going to deliver on their dunks. They could do some of the most basic shit in the world. But that doesn't mean that it's going to make the contest better. If anything, it'll make the contest even worse if you have big names like that who won't deliver. That makes it even worse because then at that point, you're like, okay, well, I guess we may as well abolish the dunk contest altogether. That may as well be the move if that ever happens. I almost want to see that happen, in fact, just so people can stop with this narrative that the dunk contest will, will be much better with superstars. No, you still need people to deliver. And the history of the dunk contest, especially in recent years, has shown us that you don't need to have a big name to have a big game when it comes to the contest. All you need is the ability to be creative and to finish a dunk, damn it, to finish. This is how you get classic contests between Zach Gordon and Sorry, I combined the names from from Zach Levine and Eric Gordon. This is how you get classic head-to-head matchups between Desmond Mason and Jason Richardson circa 2003. This is how you get a classic matchup between Aaron Gordon and Derek Jones Jr. circa 2020. Hell, the matchup between Nate Robinson and Andre Iguodala circa 2006 was pretty dope as well. Mind you, Iggy got robbed, but nonetheless, they both put out stellar performances. Donovan Mitchell in 2018 had a standout performance. I I feel like people's memories are very short term. And it's probably because of the fact that these people aren't household names. But at the end of the day, when it comes to people like Hamadou Diallo circa 2019, they use these contests as a way to build up their profile so that when they do win, or at least at least in the case of Aaron Gordon, they have a strong performance or a strong showing. You now you are now on people's radars, whether it's fans, scouts, other teams in general, you are now on people's radars. Had it not been for the exploits of Nate Robinson in the dunk contest, had we had known that he would be one of the best off the bench scores that we've seen in quite a, in quite a long time, would we know 
that Aaron Gordon was one of the better 3 and D weeks in the league had he not competed in a dunk contest. Had we known about Zach Levine and his potential into eventual all-star stardom had it not been for the dunk contest. Again, these are profile builders and they should be treated as such. And then another thing that I've heard more so on the internet, and actually, no, I've heard Stephen A. Smith say it. Ugh, he's problematic. Um, but I've I've heard people say that they should get professional dunkers to compete in the dunk contest. And I vehemently disagree for two reasons. One, the, the All-Star Weekend, the NBA All-Star Weekend, is a showcase for NBA talent. So if you are in the NBA or if you are in an NBA-affiliated league, whether it's the WNBA or the G League, then you are a part of the festivities. If you're not a part of the NBA at, at a player capacity, then you shouldn't be in the contest whatsoever. You should, you just shouldn't be. So that's one thing. Secondly, if you put professional dunkers in these dunk contests, yes, we'll be, a, we'll, we'll be wowed and amazed and what have you. But what's also going to happen, and it's already happened now, to be honest, but what's really going to happen going forward is that us as fans, we're going to get spoiled. It's going to get to a point where, like, let's say next year we start, you know, integrating um, Internet dunkers into the dunk contest. I guarantee in 10 years we will see somebody do, like, between the legs twice in midair. He'll dunk it. And the judges will look at me and, and will look at that and be like, "Yeah, that's a forty-five. Because those types of high degree, high risk, high reward dunks are what they do on a regular basis. And if you got guys doing that all the time in the dunk contest every year, year in year out, we're not going to be amazed by it anymore. And on top of that, we expect we expect professional dunkers to do those types of dunks. Like that's their job. They have no other job." Their job is to dunk. Whereas these NBA players, they have to focus on other aspects of the game apart from their aerial abilities. Speaking of which, I think that's one of the biggest one of the one of the biggest flaws in the games of NBA players who try to go into the dunk contest and they don't perform well is the fact that some of these guys don't even practice these dunks. Some of these guys go into the contest thinking that they can just do it off their first try for the first time. But not everyone is Vince Carter. Vince Carter is, is a once-in-generational talent when it comes to the art of dunking. So him being able to put his arm in the rim or to put the ball between his legs and do the it's over and everything like that, like that, you can't teach that. For other guys, you got to work at that. You got to practice that. You got to study it. Aaron Gordon is one of the most creative dunkers I've ever seen perform in the dunk contest. You think that he just, he, he, he just went out there and, and winged it for the first time? When he had the mascot spinning on, 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 on the hoverboard, or when he did the friggin' squat dunk over, over the mascot, you think he just winged it at that point? No, he practiced the hell out of that. He practiced that shit. So a lot of these young guys coming into the dunk contest thinking they can just wing it, that's one of the major problems right there. I say all this to say that Having a super having superstars in a dunk contest from a commercial standpoint may help, but when it comes to the actual performance, they have to deliver. And if they don't deliver, then it's going to be all for nothing at that point. So that's not the 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 end all be all solution when it comes to the dunk contest. Also, that being said, the dunk contest is more of an 
invitational thing. So while there are good dunkers in this league, like a, like, like a John Morant, like a Zion Williamson, like an Anthony Edwards, it's up to them to say yes. And if they say no, then you got to live with that. You got to live with that. Um, what incentive can you offer these dunkers? I mean, yeah, sure, you can offer like a million dollars, but we're, if we're talking about guys like John Morant and Anthony Edwards who are top three lottery picks, they're already getting plenty of money within their contracts. Like, if you were to incentivize somebody who's in the G League, for example, who's only getting paid 25K a year to be a part of the dunk contest and their prize is like a million dollars or something like that, then yeah, that'll work. But for guys who are already getting, you know, cheddar cheddar, what other incentive can you give them? Like, that's got to be the thing right there. Like, what's in it for them? There's got to be some incentive for them in order for them to want to dunk in it. I hear this rumor about, you know, people being afraid to compete in it because they don't want to lose and they'll tarnish their image. It, it won't. It, I don't know where this myth came from. Like, if you lose a dunk, no one's going to care. It's only about your performance. Like, if you if you flop, then, yeah, you'll be the talk out of town for a week. But then after that, everyone's going to stop remembering or they're not going to care anymore because we live in the Internet age. Everything comes and goes. So, in conclusion... I think what needs to happen is there needs to be more willingness from guys like an Anthony Edwards or like a John Morant to want to be in the contest. Um, but that being said, whomever you're trying to get into the contest, whether it's a superstar or not, they got to be creative. They have to be creative. They got to be able to flush the dunk down on one attempt, like three at most. But if you if you knock it down on your first attempt, you got you got the arena, the arena in the palm of your hands. We've seen it before. And this notion, and this is the thing that pisses me off the most, but this notion that superstars have always competed in it every year, please stop the cap. Stop the f stop the cap, please. That that's a lie. That's a lie. We're lucky if we even get one or two superstars max per decade and i just broke it down to you earlier on in the 80s it was mj and dominique in the 90s no one really there's no superstar that competed in the 90s i mean all the winners were like what cedric sabalos d brown um isaiah isaiah Ryder, harold minor young kobe who was a rookie at the time wasn't a superstar stop the cap so in the 90s there's no one there's no superstar who won it in the 2000s you had vince carter and 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 Dwight Howard. So you're not about to tell me that Jason Richardson was a superstar, or Josh Smith, or Nate Robinson, or or Gerald um, Gerald Gerald Green. You're not about to tell me they were superstars. Hell no. And then in the 20 teens, it was only Blake Griffin. So again, you're not about to tell me that Terrence Ross is a superstar, or Jeremy Evans. Or Donovan Mitchell at that particular time, at that particular time, he was a star on the rise, but not a superstar. Let's keep that in mind. Um, uh, Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, Derek Jones Jr., Hamadou Diallo, they were not superstars. So please, stop the cap on that. That's all I wanted to say. Um, obviously, th this discussion will happen every single year. It's never going to stop until we actually do get superstars in the league to compete in it and it, it just it's really irritating with all the misinformation and the, and the lack of education that a lot of these experts quote-unquote seem to be sharing but it is what it is this is the league that we're in right now hopefully the dunk contest will get better 
But until then, these are the things that need to happen as in order for the dunk contest to be better going forward. But also these are in terms of the comments and the, and the, and the rhetoric that's being spread. These need to stop as well because people are just out here spreading lies. But that's all I got for you guys on on this edition of Cool Radio. Um, I will be coming back with the real, with the real. I got a lot of things to be talking about. If, if in fact I may do a back to back actually, so I may drop two pods in one day. Um, you'll know when when I drop them. But definitely, we're gonna get back to the real stuff. All right. I just wanted to put this out for my ball fans, and also because this has been way on my head for like a month now. So I just want to put that out there. But nonetheless, it's your boy DM Cool. I want to thank y'all for tuning in as usual. And as always, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace.